it's me, Alexis, back with a mid-year check-in. We're halfway through the year, which is a little disrespectful, you know, in my opinion. I'm kind of shocked, but I feel like in late last year is when I sort of started letting you guys know that I don't plan things in years anymore. Like, I obviously have year, year-long year goals and stuff like that, but I don't plan things like, oh, I'm going to do this for the entire year because life is so quick. And if you're in your 20s as well, you know that like things change a lot. So I like to prefer, I, or I prefer to look at things in terms of quarters and halves. Um, when I was at Google, we did quarterly goals. And then right before I left, we switched over to H1 and H2 goals. So H1, like for six months, H2 last six months of the year. So now I'm at a place where my whole life is about to change next month. So I want to give a sort of what's in, what's out for my 2023, what the last six years, six years, LMAO, what the last six months have really taught me and what I'm sort of trying to take with me into the next six months, which are very pivotal and unique six months in my life, my first semester of business school. So I am excited to chat with you guys about this. Self-reflection is so important and I feel like I say that to you guys a lot, but when my life is so busy, it's sometimes hard to sit down and really think about this. So being able to sit down and think about these things that I've learned over the past six months and this like last six months has been very healing for me. I feel like I've been getting a lot of DMs from you guys being like, you're glowing, you look so good, like like you are really in your prime right now. And I really feel that way as well. And I really think it's because over the last six months, after like a sort of hellish 2022, the last six months, I just have sort of been showing up for myself differently. I have a different mindset with things. And obviously I had more time with for myself without work, but Let's just sort of jump into what happened this past six months. Then I want to talk about some of the mindset shifts that I'm taking into the next six months. And then I want to jump into my product favorites. You already know the product favorites are coming because I am so obsessed with so many things. I love things. I'm a material girl, okay? I'm not going to apologize for it. Okay, so what happened in H1, as we would say if I was still a Googler? In January, I was super focused on my job. And I think like I had every intention of like staying corporate in January. And then everything sort of changed with layoffs and big internal changes at YouTube. And I was so focused on moving back to New York after my little stint in LA. And then I essentially made a big decision to quit my job in February. And that was a little shocking for the system because I just, I had been considering leaving and then honestly, I just, everything just sort of switched up really quickly. And I've just been living my life in New York City ever since. And it took me a little bit to find my footing. Honestly, it really did. I sort of felt a little bit like, wow, I don't know what... If this like influencer full-time thing is for me, um, I think a lot of that was just like recovering from burnout. But another big change that sort of happened for me at this time is I got my birth control removed, which I think like I credit my manager, Katie, if you're listening, Katie, thank you. She told me like the day I got it out, she was like, I just feel like this is unlocking something big for you. And maybe she was just hyping me up because she does that because, you know, that's her job. But at the same time, that sort of just reminded me like, oh, wow, like this is such a big step to take. And the reason it was such a big step for me to take is I have always had really intense medical anxiety. I hate going to the doctor. Oh my God, I make 
physically makes me almost want to cry right now thinking about going to the doctor, especially for gynecological health because my mom had uterine cancer and it was a really devastating thing to experience. And ever since, you know, I found that out um, and I had my had my own things, it just really has made me hesitant to go to the doctor. And so when I, and I got the next one on birth control implant because I didn't want to focus on like taking medications and stuff like that. And it just really ruined my life for the last two years. I mean, like, like I said, I was diagnosed with depression. I was just not feeling like myself. I was spotting for literally a year straight, like bleeding every day. And of course, on top of that, I was gaining weight. And I like to say like I didn't get off the birth control because I wanted to lose weight, which we'll talk about that in a second. I got off the birth control because I was diagnosed with depression and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I have never felt like when I weighed more, I wasn't really like super sad about it or uncomfortable in my body. And I also was just like, I like literally went through bleeding every single day for years. Like I was just sort of saying okay to these medical things that were really impacting my quality of life because I was afraid of my doctors and afraid of getting it out and going off birth control the natural route the way I wanted to a year into being on this medication. Anytime I'm like around doctors, they just give me so much anxiety. And in New York especially, I've had such, I haven't had amazing experiences with my doctors. So every time I would ask about like going off birth control, they would basically be like, it's really unsafe for you to get pregnant. You should be on a birth control. And then I would express my concerns about about the side effects I was having. And I just like wasn't hearing anything. And so because I had had previous medical trauma, because I have MS, it was really hard for me to work up the courage to go into that office and be like, get this thing out of my arm. I don't care what you have to say about it. I knew that was the right decision for me. And that's the biggest lesson I learned from this is like, I'm making the right decisions for me. When I chose to move back to New York, even though like I had wanted to stay and even though LA was like this dream of staying there, like I was making the right decision for me, even though it wasn't conventional. And I think that really is how I started my year off was being intentional and being like, I'm doing the right thing for me. And that's what matters. And same with quitting my job, same with really everything that I've been doing this year. I'm like, it doesn't really matter what other people think or say or believe about it. What matters is like, I made the right choice for me. And I think that's why six months into the year, I'm feeling so good about things is because I'm no longer, I'm always like taking in all the information and deciding for myself that that's how I'm going to go about the things, you know? Another thing that I kind of learned from this is to trust my timing because Obviously, twenty like I've said, 2022 just kind of sucked for me. I still feel like, wow, things are going really well for me right now, but what if something bad happens? And I kind of just don't want to sit in that mindset anymore. I want to sit in the mindset of, I'm so excited that everything's going well and that things have to go poorly sometimes so that you can appreciate them when they're going well. My friend said to me when I was in a really bad place in November of last year, he was like, that you can't have peaks without valleys. And I was in a valley. I was in a deep place of just not being able to get out of bed, feeling really depressed and sad, and also feeling like I had to hide it because of the persona that I've built for myself online and for fear of, you know, rejection and people talking about me, whatever. I 
really needed that advice in the moment because it got me through that really tough moment of, okay, maybe I'm here for a reason. And all I needed was that like tiny 1% of like hope to keep going. And I came out on the other side and I needed to be in that deep, dark place so that I could make drastic changes, like moving back to New York, like taking my birth control out, like, you know, quitting my job. I needed to be in that place so that I could see what good would feel like. And so I think that trusting that timing now when I'm thinking, oh, what if something goes wrong? I'm like, wait, if something goes wrong, it's going to teach me something so that life will be sweeter on the other side, you know? Like whatever you're experiencing right now, the number one thing that you can expect that no matter what it is, is that you're going to feel better someday. It's going to be okay at some point. And that is what the beginning of this year has really taught me. And also to let go of the idea that everything needs to be, quote, like perfected or routine at some point. I think what I've really learned, and I talked about this briefly in the past, like Sunday solo episodes, is never going to be balanced. Your life is never going to be balanced. Like we are always evolving. Life is always changing. And I would do this thing where if I couldn't consistently do one thing that I wanted to add to my routine for like the rest of time, then I wouldn't do it because I would be like, oh my God, like it's not possible. Like, I don't know. I just had this weird ADHD thing where it's like, if it couldn't be done perfectly, it was never going to be done. And that just led to a lot of procrastination and never executing on the things that I needed to execute on. And that really just held me back in more ways than I could have that I can could have seen looking back now. And now I'm recognizing it's never going to be balanced. And like, you just have to be very adaptable on a day-to-day basis and have very clear priorities for what you're going to do, what you're going to spend your time on and adhere to those priorities because you are not ever going to have a week where everything is going to go super well and you can eat all of your protein and vegetables, work out, go to the gym, get everything done at work, text all your friends, call your family. You're not gonna be able to do every single wellness girly thing every single week. So it's more important for us to choose a few non-negotiables, set some personal policies for how we're going to act in this world. And that's going to be the best way for us to create balance is because you aren't time-wise, like things are just never going to be balanced. And I really feel like that kind of helped me appreciate life more and also just not get so stuck in the, oh, if I can't do this routine every day this week, then there's no point in doing anything. It took me out of that loop because I'm looking at my week this week. Every single day is going to be different in a different way, but I know that I can do the three things that I prioritize doing this week, which are just for this week as an example, posting every day, working out every day, and connecting with people that I love before I move away. And those are the three things that I'm prioritizing right now. And so that is it. Like as long as I can do those three things, it doesn't matter if it's at 8 a.m. one day or 2 p.m. the next day, it can get done. And I think that's really opened up my mindset and helps me deal with the perfectionism issues that have been clogging me for the last few months. So that's sort of like what happened in H1. It's been a very transformative last few months and I really think things are just about to get better for me and I'm really excited about that. In summary, what I'm leaving in H1 2023 is one, not trusting my gut when I feel like something is wrong. And I am always going to continue for the next six months and beyond to listen to myself and speak up and do what's right for me because it is always, always paid off in ways that are immeasurable. Two, 
I am letting go of the idea that everything needs to be perfect to be good or that routines have to be rigid or consistency has to look a certain way. For me, it can look different and I can have that flexibility with me wherever I go and that's all that I need moving forward. And three is not being confident and like feeling like I need to over explain myself. I feel like after a year of being an influencer in 2023 or in 2022, I was feeling like I needed to explain myself at all times just because I was like afraid of what people could question about me or say about me. And it's like, I kind of just have realized now, similar to the first thing, if it works for me, it works for me. And that's all that matters. You know, like I really don't need to prove myself to anybody anymore. And that's like, that's that on that. What we're digging into the rest of the year, one, flexibility. This is so important because I know life's going to be crazy and I think I've always done a pretty good job of being flexible because I grew up in a really chaotic environment, obviously, but the antidote to that was being overly rigid and controlling with my time and I sort of like put control and rigidity on a pedestal and didn't make a lot of room for you know, things maybe not being what I imagined them to be. But if you think about it, the best things in life are the unexpected things. You know, it's like if you know you're going to make a million dollars next year, that is not as serendipitous as, you know, one day randomly, like surprisingly making a million dollars. Nobody's making a million dollars. I don't know why I came up with that one as the first thing, but you know, it's like it's more fun to get a free coffee without knowing about it. And when, Uh, rather than going to Starbucks and expecting a free coffee. You know what I mean? So I feel like I want to take that flexibility and just keep that like curiosity and like excitement about life moving forward. The next thing I'm taking in into 2023 with me is sort of trusting that everything's going to be okay. I've always had pretty bad anxiety and something that I've had to train myself to do in therapy, in EMDR, all these things from like the trauma I experienced growing up, is that I've had to really take my mind from the worst case scenario to the best case scenario. I have such a pessimistic, natural tendency to look at the negative and a natural tendency to expect the worst case scenario. That happened because of just the circumstances I was raised in. I created more of those circumstances in my early adult life and in college. So I really made it a goal for myself to switch from that negative mindset to that positive mindset. And for me, that requires trusting that good will prevail over evil, that people are more good than we give them credit for, and that the universe is always conspiring for my personal highest good. That is what I am trying my best to take with me into the to the new year because When I get really stressed about things and worry about them, that takes away from experiencing the moment, that takes away from your presence, and it's just not healthy. And so one of the things that my friend Delara said to me, or has said pretty publicly, in fact, a couple of times, is that basically we should all just be minimizing our own suffering. So let's say that something bad does happen to you or is going to happen to you, and you're worried that something bad is going to happen to you. So you're worried and it happens. That means it happens twice in your mind. Let's say something good happens to you, even though you were super worried that something bad was going to happen to you, then you experienced the bad feeling once. Or you could expect the best case scenario 
and the best case scenario happens, you don't experience anything bad at any point, or you can expect nothing or the best case scenario and something even better happens for you. So it's like, why would we put ourselves through the negative feeling multiple times when in reality, the if you if the negative feeling is going to happen, you're going to experience it that one time. So minimize the amount of times you have to experience it and always focus on the best case scenario and the best thing that could happen. We obviously think about the worst case scenario as a way to protect ourselves, but we have to recognize that that is not serving us in any way. That is something I really want to take with me, especially as like my life continues to evolve and change. The other thing I'm sort of taking with me into the rest of the year is that level of confidence where I'm like, okay, cool. I don't need to over explain or overexert myself in situations. And that was something I don't think I was doing beforehand. I just think I was kind of isolating and not really being around people or just not feeling confident when I was around people. But now like I'm in an era where I feel way more confident kind of because I went through a lot in the last few years and like I'm, I'm not broken and I rise up every single time and feeling that level of confidence makes me feel like I don't need to be anything else to appeal to anybody else. And so I feel really happy about that situation. And that's another thing I'm taking with me into 20 to the rest of the year. That's our little recap of the year. Now I kind of want to jump into what I loved in this past six months, like all of the items, places, perfumes. I just look, am looking at my perfume, so that's why I said that. But let's start with the health category. So as I said before, I got my birth control removed in January, and that sort of triggered for me a little bit of a health kick where I was like, oh, now I know so much about why my body does what it does because I've been reading books and listening to podcasts and doing research. So I really kind of am going to make better decisions because I know more about my body. So because of that, after I got my birth control removed, I started cycle syncing. I started doing hormone balancing. Some things that I loved for this were the Elix healing drops, my cycle syncing drops that I take. They really helped heal my symptoms of getting of my period. Prior to being on Nexplanon and, and prior to birth control before that, I had had really bad periods and I was really afraid that that was going to happen to me again because when I had tried to go off birth control before, I like fainted and threw up and had to miss school and all that stuff. So that's why I went back on to Nexplanon. But when I got off that, this time I had already been making like pretty big health, like I don't, I've always, I think pretty much the whole time I've been on the next one on, I've been a very healthy person. I think that's why it was so frustrating for me that I struggled to change my body because I was always very healthy and, you know, that was just annoying for me. But I went off birth control, started cycle syncing, balancing my hormones, and that just meant I was taking better care of my body generally. I like ramped that up sort of in March, April, when I had more time, when I was at home more and I could work out more. My favorite workout app is Alive by Whitney Simmons. I just do strength training and I do 12, 330. I try to get to the gym at least five days a week, but if I am in a crazy situation where things are taking are a lot, I usually make it at least two to three times. And I also upped my walking. So I used to walk like 10,000 steps a day, uh, which is a lot. And I live in New York, so it's really easy. But I sort of upped my walking to like 14,000 steps a day and got the birth control out. My body's functioning normally. I don't really have PMS symptoms or anything like that. 
And I think that's because I just took this pretty seriously and just made those changes. And now I feel really good. And I feel like people are noticing changes in my body. I don't really weigh myself, but I think that I'm around the same size as I was before I got on the birth control. And that makes me really feel good about it because I know it's like natural for me. But I also don't ever want to be the person who's like, here's how I changed my body. Here's how I lost weight because that used to be really toxic for me to consume when I was in a cycle of disordered eating when I was in college. So I'm never going to be like, here is like how I do this or anything like that. I know people are curious. So that's kind of all I'll say on the matter is like I made a series of big health changes this year and I feel really good right now and I'm never going to pitch you guys to be on a diet or to do anything to change your body because it's really like all bodies are beautiful. I felt I felt fine the way I looked before and now I feel just more like I look like myself again. So health-wise, those are my favorite things. Obviously, can't forget to include my Lululemon obsession like girl, especially right now the Align Flare pants that I've been wearing every time I travel and the Define cropped jacket. The Define cropped jacket literally makes me look so snatched. I love it so much. I've shared a couple of my favorite like meals and recipes online, but I'm just going to be real with you guys. I am never in the mood to cook. And so because, oh, the other big change that I made uh, with my health is started to incorporate way more protein. Protein is king, okay? Protein is actually a really big thing that I was missing in my diet. And I like to do it through obviously cooking, but there's no way I'm getting 120, 140 grams of protein in every single day without supplementing. I'm so sorry, but like it's just not happening. So the two things that I like to do are the ratio protein yogurt, which is a protein yogurt that has 25 grams of protein in it and it tastes pretty good as well. And then the premier protein shakes. I like these ones because they taste the best. Uh, You can put them in with some iced coffee for your little breakfast protein moment. And I really like that. But I also read somewhere recently that our bodies can only metabolize like 40 grams of protein at once. So I used to like make, uh, like earlier this year, I was making these huge smoothies that had like 50, 60 grams of protein in them. And I could barely ever finish them. And I, so I think that I try to stick to that where it's like 20, 30 grams of protein a meal. And I feel good with that. So protein, et cetera, those are my sort of health and wellness faves and that I'm going to be taking with me. So some mindset and like mental health, self-care things that I'm taking with me are one, the following books. So the first one that really has changed the game for me is The Perfectionist Guide to Losing Control. I talked about this before. Another one that I've been loving is Conscious Luck. And then two other books I read this year that really have helped me are The Alchemist. This one really helps me with trusting my timing. That's all I'll say because you need to read the book. It's like 100 pages, so just grab it, pick it up, and read it. It's really good, and it really is a critical like self-improvement book. I think it's like big in the category, so I would really definitely listen or listen to or read or whatever that. And the other one that I read this year that helped me just sort of like feel motivated was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Another sort of OG in the self-improvement space. I know some people aren't really into self-improvement, but I feel like it's just really nice to have someone telling you in a book or in your ear that everything's going to be okay and like here's how to believe that. 
And so You Can Heal Your Life really helped me feel good this year too. So those are some four books that I would really recommend that have helped me. The other things you guys already know what I'm going to say are the Superhuman app, which I use every single day for, I've been, honestly, I've been adding in their sleep meditations every night. And I noticed that I, I actually, I have a problem where I have really, really, really terrifying dreams. I have very bad dreams all the time. So this was really helpful for me because for some reason, like when I'm listening to it, I don't have as bad of dreams is what I've noticed. So the Superhuman app, one thing I took out of my life recently is my obsession with astrology. So I love astrology and I loved checking the Chani app every weekend when they would drop a new horoscope for the week. But I sort of recognized that I was like internalizing that way too much and being like, oh my God, it's a really good day for this. So I should expect this to happen. And that's just not how I want to live my life. So I still have the app and I'll check it from time to time, but I don't do it too consistently because I felt like it was messing with my like presence in the moment and my like like that conscious luck like expecting good things to happen and expecting the best case scenario etc etc in terms of podcasts I love my friend Haley Hoffman Smith's big conversations I love the 12th house I love balanced black girl I have been also listening to Colin and Samir a lot, even when it's creators that I don't know. I also really like Female Founder World, if you are a female founder or if you're just interested in like D2C founders. Um, I'm also starting to listen to I've Had It, the one with the two ladies that just complain about everything. And Diary of a CEO has some good stuff. Bravo, We're, We're Black and Hot Off the Mess are my favorite Bravo podcasts. I love Bravo. It's sort of the way that I turn my brain off is by watching lots of Bravo shows. I did just watch, finish watching the season finale of the Martha's Vineyard Summer House. Guys, this, I just, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, what were they doing with this one? I liked it. I feel like it got good the last few episodes, but overall, everyone in that house is a psychopath except for Jordan, Amir, and Preston. And that's all I'll say on it. If we want to talk more about it, we'll do it on stories. Just DM me. We can chit chat. So those are sort of my like mindset level things. I'll do a whole episode about my routines once I get to school because I think my routines are, are changing a lot. So let's jump into now some body, hair, and skincare things that we really love. I still really am loving my Way body wash. I just talked about this and I have really sensitive skin so I don't like to use a lot of things that have scents but the Way St. Barth's body wash actually makes my skin like smells so good and doesn't irritate my skin which is such a big deal. I have sensitive skin. If you are dealing with things like you are getting acne or you're getting eczema or things are itchy all the time, switch out your laundry detergent and the things that you're using on your skin and you'll notice a huge difference. I I thought that I was like needed to be gluten-free and dairy-free or something like that. Like, girl, shut up. I was just using the wrong laundry detergent. So I switched over to all free and clear like a year and a half ago and I've not had any issues. When I travel, I have issues because y'all not washing things properly, but yeah, so definitely that's a big one. I love my way body wash. In terms of skincare, I've started keeping it pretty simple because my hormones are pretty balanced. I don't deal with too much on in the skincare front. So the two serums that I've been obsessed with are the Summer Fridays 
hydration serum. It is so nice and thick and gentle, and it really does help my skin a lot. And I also really am obsessed with the Peach and Lily Glass Skin Serum. Those are the two serums I use because I really just focus on hydration right now. I do some spot treatments for my dark spots, which are sort of the only thing I'm dealing with at the current moment. And you know what? Let me knock on some wood right now because I am, don't let, don't let me post this episode. And then all of a sudden I break out. I will actually be sick. I will really be sick, but I really think that it's a byproduct of balancing my hormones. So I'm happy about that. The hair care things that I've been loving are Bread Beauty Supply Cream and Gel. They have a cream and a gel that I really like. It's it's a good gel for curl definition, but it does not replace Eco Styler in my heart, which is great for smoothing your hair. And I've been experimenting with some new curly hairstyles. I think you guys saw some of them um, when I was in Tulum. And I'm trying to embrace that because the silk press lifestyle is difficult to upkeep. The braids are difficult to upkeep, you know. There's just so much going on at all times. And so I love braids. I love having my hair straightened as well just because I really like length. I feel like the length is what looks really good on me. So I am experimenting with new things on that front. I'll probably get braids one more time this summer just because I just can't deal with anything else. And then once we get into the winter, I really want to try the new Dyson Air Straight Straightener. They didn't send it to me because I'm not relevant enough, but I really do think I'm going to drop $500 on it. I have a problem. If I can get my hair straight without heat damage, I'm going to do it because let me tell you something. I've been through the heat damage days. Me in high school with that flat iron every week. Yeah, it was a problem. So if I can do that where I, and I really like having my hair straight, then I'm going to have to do it. But if I'm wrong, DM me and tell me because I don't want to be wrong. Okay. I started also using Actin Acre products, which are really cool because they're like all science backed. So I know they're really good for me. So I've been loving that for my hair as well. I do believe that that's all my big product recommendations. I do think that I am going to continue with my regular like maintenance. Oh, one thing I am getting done is, and I'll keep you guys updated. So listen next week and see how I feel about it. I'm getting true sculpt done on my stomach. So on my stomach, I have always had this one, this like little rounded pooch that even when I was like a tiny teenager and very thin, I've always had. And it pisses me off because it just makes all my pictures look bad. And this is how I know I'm becoming an insufferable influencer is because once you look at pictures and videos of yourself for too long, you start to think you need more things done. And so I'm not saying, I'm not recommending this saying that you guys have to do it either it's just something that I chose to get done and I'm gonna go get that done tomorrow actually to hopefully it like is supposed to like freeze and remove um spot like fat and so I'm really excited to see how that looks pray for me all so those are my big product racks those are my big things that I've been loving recently and I hope you guys are loving too I did a little soft little launch update. The two classic terry cloth robe from us is going to be launching very, very soon. You can sign up to get on the wait list down below. People who sign up for this list will get first the first opportunity to purchase. And I do want to emphasize that this is a pretty limited quantity. So if I were you, I would sign up for it as well. And I'm really excited because there's surprises coming with it that I haven't 
decided to talk to you about yet. So yeah, I'm really ready for this. You guys are going to be obsessed and I can't wait to chat more with you about the process of creating this robe because let me tell you something. It's been over a year of production and it's been very difficult, but we made it happen. With that all being said, this was my H1, H2 discussion. What's in, what's out for 2023, for the rest of 2023. Final little tip before I go is I like to make a new vision board for every quarter. And that's what I'm going to be doing this week. So if you are like me and like to do that too, definitely hop onto Pinterest. Make yourself a little vision board. Think about what you want for this quarter and what you can realistically get and so that you can cross it all off at the end of the time and feel really good about yourself. I've been doing that recently and it feels amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram uh, for some more updates and some really good content. Check out our last few episodes with our guests and stay tuned for more really fun guests coming next week. I love you guys so much. And don't forget, you are too smart to not love yourself.